Good morning, church. How you doing? Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's stand our feet and praise our God. All right. Holy, 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 
I want to see you. Sing holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Come on. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. I want to see Holy, 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 I want to see you. Holy, 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 I want Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we honour you this morning. We lift you up. It's our privilege to praise you. It's our privilege to verbalise together this morning who you are. It's our privilege to respond to your invitation to gather today and to come into your presence together. It's, a, it's an honour, Jesus, to know you. It's an honour to journey life with you. This morning, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would rest on every person in a tangible way. We know you're here, but I ask for a little more this morning. I ask that you would rest on every person in a way that we know we've encountered the God. We know we've met with you this morning. Jesus name how about just for a moment why don't you stand just stand with your calf muscles touching your seat behind you and let's let's uh, by faith just step out of the busyness of our week and in a moment we'll just take a little step forward and by faith we're stepping into the now into the presence of God into the the now good let's do that just take a step forward Father, we step into that place. We put the weak to the, push it to our left. We push it to our right. Every hindrance that would stop us hearing your voice this morning, we push that to the left. We push that to the right. And we relax in your presence. We're home. We relax. We look forward to journeying with you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it is great to see you. You're looking fantastic. Why don't you say hello to a couple of people as you, as you take your seat? Well, again, welcome. It's great to see you. 
Thanks for coming out this morning. We're going to have a wonderful time. We have Steve McCracken with us all the way from Melbourne. And it's wonderful to have Steve with us. We uh, have been journeying with Steve for a number of years now, and it's great. The relationship gets better. We get to know each other better, more relaxed with one another. And um, I'm really expectant this morning that you know, Steve's carrying a word from God, and we need to, we need to turn on our ears to, to hear what God's saying this morning. And, uh, because, you know, you can go through a meeting where God speaks clearly, and you wouldn't have a clue what He said. But we can turn our ears on and make sure we receive this morning. So it'll be great. If you're visiting with us today, welcome. Welcome. It's great to have you here. Can I invite you as you leave the auditorium at the end? It's always funny doing that, isn't it? You're just saying welcome, but as you leave, um, on the right-hand side out the, the doors, there's some white bags on the table there, and they've got information in them about the church, etc. Please take one and uh, have a look at the information in there. There's a coffee card. You can get a coffee before you leave and all that. Church, can we welcome our guests this morning, please? Well, who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary this last week? Birthday or wedding anniversary? Birthday. Come and join me. Come and join. Wedding anniversary. Come and join me. Hey, look at this. All the February people. You are the best. I'm not biased, but you are the best month. Fantastic. Oh, that's right. You guys had 32 years. Woohoo! Yeah. Wedding anniversary? How many years? 30, fantastic. You, just, just 20. Well done, fantastic. Isn't that exciting? Is there more wedding anniversaries? How many years? 19. Very, very good. That's brilliant. Three. Awesome. Fantastic. You should be inspired. These ones were the longest. Not saying anything. Not saying anything. We're only 32. <laughs> Church, why don't we stand and let's pray God's blessing over these guys. Here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. How about giving them a massive big hand? Great. Tuesday. 81 on Tuesday. Brilliant. 81st birthday. That's worth a hand. That is worth a hand. Brilliant. Well, I've just got a couple of things I need to bring to your attention very quickly. Ladies, have you registered? Girls' Day out, 12th of March. If you haven't registered, today is the last day for early bird registrations. It is going to be a fantastic day. She's courageous. I know some of the, um, well, I know all the ladies that are speaking, actually, and the, the stories, they're very inspiring. These ladies are showing great courage sharing their stories. And uh, you will be inspired. You will be encouraged, filled with courage as you listen. And you need to get in quick because I believe that some of the, um, uh, what do you call them, electives are already full. So there you go. But it is, it is for you. That's why we do it. It is for you. So make the most of the opportunity. It'd be great. Also, if you're not in an Activate group, please um, see Jan or email the office. You need to activate group. 
once upon a time they were called small groups then they were called life groups now they're called activate groups yeah cell groups before that they were called cell groups now they activate groups and um, make sure you're in a, in a group uh, it's the best way to journey with people you get to know people pastoral support happens in activate groups and um, this is the best way to get to know people and to love and be loved. So make sure you do that. And the other thing is this coming Saturday morning, 7.15, there's a men's breakfast here, somewhere here, this coming Saturday. So that'll be good. That's all. Bev, why don't you come and read us the psalm this morning, Psalm 40, I believe. How about giving Bev a hand as she comes? Welcome everyone. Um, Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust in the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. O Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. You take no delight in sacrifices or offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. Then I said, look, I have come, as is written about me in the scriptures. I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out. As you, O Lord, well know, I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Lord, Don't hold back your tender mercies from me. Let your unfailing love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles surround me, too many to count. My sins pile up so high, I can't see my way out. They outnumber the hairs on my head. I have lost all courage. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame, for they said, Aha, we've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great. As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my saviour. O God, do not delay. Let us ponder on those words.
this morning, church, as we stand and worship our God, we've already been worshiping. Let's worship Him through the song we sing. But the song we're about to sing is Amazing Grace. And uh, there's that prayer of David, Lord, rescue me. And um, God shows He's faithful, doesn't He? Hundreds of years later, well, I believe God rescued David at the time, but is it not prophetic? Is it not looking towards Christ? Lord, rescue me. And that's the cry of humanity. Lord, rescue me. And God is faithful. Hundreds of years later, Jesus walks the earth and rescues everything. That's amazing, isn't it? That's amazing. Let's stand to our feet. Let's worship our God. For He's worthy. Is He not worthy? Praise You, Lord. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace, twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. Yeah, how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. My chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing The Lord has promised. The Lord has promised good to me. His word, my hope, secures. He will my shield and portion me as long as life endures. My change. My chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love. Amazing, my chains are gone. My chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Savior, 
thank God for His amazing grace for ourselves. And I'm believing for faith this morning to drop into our hearts and our spirit, for faith for our families and our city, our nation, the world. Whatever God puts faith in your heart for, declare amazing grace over them this morning. Prophesy that out this morning. The Lord has saved us. He's here for all of humanity. Are you ready, church? Let's declare that first verse. Amazing grace. Yeah. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Sing it out. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Blind, but now my chains are gone. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns unending amazing grace my chains are gone my chains are gone let's declare I've been set free my God my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood His mercy reigns over all unending love Amazing grace, unending, unending love, amazing grace, yeah, Lord, amazing grace, we declare your unending love, we declare your amazing grace, your mercy, chains broken, yes, we declare, thank you, Lord.
creating one, God Almighty. Through your Holy Spirit, conceiving Christ the Son, Jesus our Savior, I believe, I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one, I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again, for I believe in the name of Jesus. Suffered and crucified Forgiveness is in you Descended into darkness You rose in glorious light Forever seated high I believe I believe in God our Father I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one, I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again, for I believe in the name of Jesus, I believe, and I
I believe in life eternal. I believe in the virgin birth. I believe in the saints' communion and in your holy church. I believe in the resurrection when Jesus comes again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe. Live our praise, Lord. Awesome. Well, while you're on your feet, I'd like to introduce our speaker this morning, Steve McCracken from Melbourne. He's actually a Kiwi, but he's from Melbourne. That's all right. He can be from Melbourne. And um, as I said earlier on, we've been journeying with Steve for a number of years now, and part of the desire to to go on a, a journey with a, a prophet who's a little bit further removed than um, the other prophets, I guess I know, because I really wanted to walk long term with uh, someone with a prophetic mantle on their life and someone that we could do life together. You know, we could become friends, we could just do life together and enjoy the journey, but knowing that he's far enough away that when he speaks into the life of our church, it's not tainted in any way by what's going on here because he doesn't know what's going on here. So uh, I don't tell him. I don't say, hey, can you come in February and address these things? I say, come in February and Steve arrives. We don't talk about anything and then we're pretty careful what we talk about before he speaks here, not to flavour anything. So it's a great privilege to be on the journey with you, Steve, and it's great to have you here today. We honour you in this house as a prophet. So, you know, we invite you in, in that capacity, not as a guest speaker, but as a prophet. And so why don't you come and make yourself at home and have some fun. Thank you. God bless you. Get on you, buddy. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, Activate Church. I wonder if you'd stand with me now that you're just seated. I just feel in my spirit, I just want to praise the name of Jesus, anyone else in this place. We're just saying we believe in God the Father, 
believe in Christ the Son, believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. And we just together praise the name of Jesus because we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God to salvation. And we want to be ones of God like the one that came back and said, thank you. We want to start by saying, thank you, God, for who you are. Lord, if you never did another thing, we say thank you for who you are. Oh, God, thank you that once we were lost, but now we are found, Lord. Once we were blind, but now we see. Once we are dead, but now we're alive. Once we're sinners, but now we are saints of God. We are heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. We are the sanctified, redeemed Lord. We are the beloved. We are chosen. We are accepted. We are valued by the God who is from everlasting to everlasting. The God who always was, always will be. The God who never changes. In this world that changes, 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 we serve the only constant. We walk with the only constant. And God, we want to praise and magnify and lift up and exalt the name of Jesus in this place. But we're also mindful to acknowledge the Father. Acknowledge the Father. Lord, I just feel in my spirit right now, I pray people in this room would follow Jesus' intention of providing a doorway to a father. Jesus says, I am the way to the father. No man can know the father except through me. Some of us have accepted Jesus. I wonder if you've accepted the father. Jesus is wonderful as a Savior and as the Lord and as a King, and I honor Him with all my heart. But Jesus says, I want you to know the Father. I want you to know the Father. See, it's when you know the Father that fear gives way to security. Lord, may we know the Father in this place. Father, we honor you. Abba, Father. You told us to pray, the Lord Jesus. You told us to pray. When you pray, pray to our Father, our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your name is holy, but we hallow it, Lord. We come, Lord. We know that you are holy, but we acknowledge you as holy. And thank you for who you are. We thank you that you speak to people. And you encourage people and you strengthen people. And you do people good. So in this place this morning, we ask that you would do your people good. Do your people good. Do your people good. Do your people good. Praise the name of the Lord. You may be seated just as we're just praying here. Hey, my brother just here in the, in the T-shirt with the beard, looking handsome as ever. I just looked around in the worship and just Holy Spirit just really clearly highlighted you and said, I'm calling him out. And that's got different connotations. That wasn't like, you know, when someone's doing something wrong, you call them out. Um, you know, you're catching, you know, call, embarrass them. That's not what it is. It was absolutely not that. It was the opposite. I felt Holy Spirit say He's calling you out from some people and, and a crowd calling you out, out of 
and into a spacious place. A spacious place was the phrase that God called me. But part of that is a leaving behind. I just feel the Holy Spirit just wanting to love you enough to say, there's this incredible spacious place available for you in God. But He's calling you out and into that. I think there's some decisions that maybe Holy Spirit's been journeying with you over recent times and maybe a bit of a wrestle. And He's saying, I'm actually the one behind that calling out, a leaving behind and stepping into. Here's one thing I've known about my father as I've journeyed with him. He always calls us into the best place. He never calls us to leave to go down. He never calls us to leave to go into a narrow, confined space. He's a God of spacious, green pastures, restoration of our soul. So I want to encourage you to just see what Holy Spirit says. For Ray and Wendy, um, Holy Spirit dropped a phrase into my spirit yesterday when I was flying over. And I just want to read this to you, the scripture. But it was God wants you to live contented but not settled. Contented but not settled. And I'm reminded of Philippians 4, 11 to 13 when Paul who knew what it was to have the good, the bad, and the ugly, riding from prison, a difficult place, says, I've learned to be content. Isn't that interesting, people? I learned to be content. Some of us want to feel content. And he says, I learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. Anyone here experienced both need and plenty? And I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Again, listen to the language. I learned the secret. It means a lot of people don't find this. This is not publicly known. But over your lives, I just prophesy and speak. I learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want, because I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And I just want to release that over you. Actually, would you just stand? Thank you, Father. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this couple, Lord. And I just thank you, Father, that what the enemy intended for evil, God will turn it for good, that he is the God of restoration. And right now I speak life and health and strength. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke the devourer in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Father, I thank you for their faithfulness. And I pray as they lean into you more and more that they'll learn the secret, the secret of being content in whatever circumstance. But may they never be settled. Lord, there's more, there's more, there's more. I say over your life, there is more. And I release it over you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, you are good. We love you so much. I pray, Lord, as we delve into the very, very clear word that you've given me for us as a church, that you would... Help me to articulate clearly that which is on your heart. Lord, we've got hungry hearts. We've got hungry hearts. Anyone here ready to hear what God wants to say to you? So you can hear or you can listen. 
And hearing is hearing what has been said. Listening is saying, I'm leaning in towards that. I want to think about that. I want to grab hold of that. And today in this place, Lord, we say we want to have ears to hear and we want to lean in and listen to what your spirit is saying. Lord, I thank you that this church is prophetically named Activate Church. Lord, it's not inspire. It's not even just encourage. It's not just bless. And all these things are awesome and wonderful, Lord. But Lord, we don't want to just have our ears tickled. We don't want to just get something for us and have a, even a well-intentioned, selfish mindset. Feed me, feed me. But God, we want it to come into us and come out. We want it to be like a river that flows in and flows out because out of our belly shall flow rivers of water. Oh, the Spirit of God wants to flow into you today, but He wants to flow in you to flow through you and out of you. If it doesn't flow out, then we stagnate. Like water flowing into a pond that doesn't flow out is when it stagnates. It's always to flow in and to flow out. And I thank you for the prophetic name of Activate Church. And today, would you activate us by the Word of God? In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, brother. Fantastic. I've got a very clear single-line statement that I just want to drop into our spirits today. I could say it five times, ten times and sit down and be done, but I want to just let the words speak. And it's this statement very, very clearly. I've never spoken on this before. It's what Holy Spirit dropped into my heart for you here. And it says, what do you come into agreement with? What do you come into agreement with? In 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 26, and I'm going to read quite a few scriptures. This is Solomon talk, talking. He says, And now, God of Israel, let your word that you promised your servant David, my father, come true. Let your word that you promised come true. Oh, as we start, Solomon had this, this, um, came to this place where he said, Okay, God, I've heard that you said different things. And the fact that you said it, your word, that you said, that you promised, let that come true. Solomon says, I know that you've said something. I want to come into agreement that what you said will come true. And I feel the Holy Spirit would say to us today that we all come into agreement with things spoken. Your life is largely in a place today because of you coming into agreement with things that have been spoken. You might say there's situation, circumstances beyond my control. Yeah, absolutely. But they themselves do not determine where you are at today because you can let two people go through the same devastation. One comes through, does not even have the smell of smoke, as it said about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And one, there's just bitterness and hatred and unforgiveness all over them. Same thing. But they came into agreement with different voices. Some of us have come into agreement with things that maybe parents have carelessly said when we were young and we came into agreement with that and allowed that to shape our lives. Some of us, it's through a teacher that was careless or harsh or put us down and we came into agreement, never intentionally. But we come into agreement. We find ourselves in a place today where we look back and what was spoken is what came to eventuate. And we can wrongfully draw the conclusion and that is because that's what they said was the truth. No, 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 no. It wasn't the truth if it was contrary to God's word. 
What God has said is the truth. And the Holy Spirit wants to know what do we come in agreement with. Because I think, unfortunately, many times we come into agreement with the wrong voices. Let me tell you who I have too often come into agreement with. What I feel. That's a strong voice. Anyone else? Is that just me? Uh, man, the feelings, can't they scream loud? It's like they've got a megaphone in a microphone in your ear. And sometimes it's relentless 24-7, true? And his voices, maybe it's the enemy. The Bible talks about the fact that he's an accuser and, he, and the fiery darts. And sometimes, again, aren't they relentless? Just fiery darts, fiery darts, fiery darts, fiery darts. And I, I want to tell you, I'm not immune to this. Pastor Sheridan, Pastor Jan, are not immune to this. Sometimes we look at people and say, this is easy for you, immune. I want to tell you, I've had fiery darts and strong feelings coming against me the last 24 hours constantly. Woke up with horrific things in the, in the, in the night and just... Just the enemy coming, 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 coming like a flood. And I feel the Spirit of God prophesying to me, what are you coming into agreement with? What are you going to come into agreement with? And I say, hang on, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what's coming into my mind is not what God says. So I've got a choice right now. And one of the things God's been saying to me recently is, Steve, your mind is your mind. It's not the enemy's mind. It's not someone else's mind. It's not the teacher, the parents. It's not the emotions, your feelings. Mind. It's your mind. You have the power and the authority to think about whatever you want to, to listen to whatever you want to. We need to resist the lie that says, I can't help it. And this is not condemning. This is liberating and freedom because I've come to realize I, this is mine. This belongs to me. In fact, in 1 Corinthians, it says that you have the mind of Christ. To be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Whatever things are lovely and pure and right and holy and just and admirable and praiseworthy. Come on, think on these things. And God would be unfaithful and unjust if he told us to think on these things and we couldn't. If God asked us to do something and by his spirit we cannot do it, he would be unjust. And I want to ask you, what are you coming into agreement with? And can I just say right at this early part of what I'm sharing today, I want to come into agreement with what God says. Anybody else? Because I don't want to end up years down the track in a place because I came into agreement with the wrong voice, even if I didn't realize it. And it's so subtle. Now I want to go to God's Word in Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read from verse 26 to 45. It's a lot of verses but this is, this is a powerful, powerful scripture. Are you doing okay? God is good. Anyone say amen? Luke 1, 26 to 45. In the, I, I realized I just got into it. didn't say really good morning and thanks for having me and all that sort of stuff. So good morning. Thanks for having me. Luke 1, 26 to 45. It's not about me. It's about God. And he wants to speak to us today. Is that cool? Sometimes it's too much about us. I just want to be a God, God and God speaking. Is that cool? Is that, do, do you love me? Oh, that's good. You have to go, love me to go to heaven. That's what my Bible says. I wrote it in there. Uh, Luke 1, 26 to 45. You know this passage, but please let the Spirit of God speak to you. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was what? Mary, 
this good interactive church. Verse 28, the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. How many people think that's a pretty cool greeting from an angel? But she's, she's a smart cookie. She's thinking, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not the greeting. It's what's the coming next that I'm, I'm a bit concerned about. Uh, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered, okay, what, what kind of greeting is this? <laughs> Anyone been there? You get this lovely affirmation from God. And you go, okay, okay. Where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> let's just be, let's be real. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. Listen, listen, listen to the word. Listen to the word. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Oh, good, good, good. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High God. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. End. Can we read it? And we go, we know the story. How about you put yourself in her position back there 2,000 years ago? You're not married, you're a virgin, and an angel comes and says, um, You're going to get pregnant and you're going to give birth to the Son of God who will reign forever. That's what he said. Listen to Mary's response. How will this be, Mary asked angels, since I'm a virgin? So her biggest question is not how can I give birth to God, but I'm a virgin. I'm thinking, really, that's your question? And so he goes, okay, let me answer that, the angel said. The Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One, the Holy One that will be born in you, through you, will be called the Son of God. And I know this is difficult, Mary, but even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. And Mary answered, oh, that makes sense. I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. That's a powerful, powerful passage. We keep on reading. Verse 29. At that time, I want to declare over your life, may God's word to you be fulfilled. We're going to release that over us today. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greetings, the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't it incredible what can happen in other people's lives when we come into agreement with what God says? She said, be it unto me according to your word. She went there and Elizabeth was something within her, leapt for joy and she was filled with the Holy Spirit, which wouldn't have happened if Mary had not come into agreement with what God said. I want to tell you there's something powerful in your life, but through your life when you come into agreement with what God says. 
In a loud voice she explained, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Listen to verse 45. This is Elizabeth speaking. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. My question to you today is what will you come into agreement with? I don't want to presume to be in your world and know what's going on in your world. But I want to be bold enough and courageous enough to say to you that the incredibly large and impossible things that God has spoken to your life and into my life probably don't compare to what he spoke to this young virgin teenage Mary. Is that fair enough? You're going to give birth to God. And you're going to get pregnant by God for it to happen. Now, when you say it like that, it just sounds all messed up. But she had to come to a point. It doesn't make sense. I can't naturally understand. If you want to understand everything that God says before you come into agreement with it, you will die not in agreement with what God says. He doesn't want it to be a, a, a natural ascent. He doesn't want it to be something that we perfectly understand. There's an era of faith. And Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by God's word. Isaiah 55, 10 to 11 says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without wavering, sorry, without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. This is God speaking and I just release it over our lives. So is my word, says God, that comes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. What do you come into agreement with? 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 to 22 says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen, the let it be, the, the word of agreement. Oh God, you have said this promise. You said that you'll give a peace that passes understanding. You said in your presence is fullness of joy. You said that you'll give life and life everlasting. You said, oh God, that you will save the lost and restore the broken. God, you said that by your stripes we are healed. So I come into agreement. I come and say, God, let it be. Let it be. I come into agreement with what God has said. It is spoken by us to the glory of God. Did you hear that? How many people want God to get glory from your life? That's not a true question. You want God to be glorified by your life? I'll tell you how it happens when we come into agreement with what God says. That's what it says. The amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. To the glory of God. Verse 21, now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. Aren't you glad that it's God that makes us stand firm in Christ? He anointed us, praise God. He set his seal of ownership on us, praise God. And he put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Our God is not a man that he should lie, nor the Son of God that he should change his mind. Our God speaks and our God acts. So what 
do you come into agreement with? I want you just to remember that one statement. What do you come into agreement with? Next time your feelings are just going, oh, what am I going to come into agreement with? When the enemy's coming in like a flood, what are you going to come in agreement with? The next time a friend or an enemy speaks a word that cuts down, what are you going to come into agreement with? Revelations 12, verse 10 to 11. Revelations 12, verse 10 and 11, it says this, Then I heard a loud voice. Oh, I pray you hear the scripture. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Messiah. How many people like that? Now has come. Everyone say now. Now has come the salvation and the power and the kingdom authority of our God and the authority of His Messiah for the accuser. Everyone say the accuser. For the accuser of the brothers and of the sisters, the one who speaks, the one who comes and constantly points the finger and tells you what you cannot do and reminds you of what you have done. For the accuser of the brothers and sisters who accuses them before God day and night has been hurled down. He is, Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. We need to get this into our spirit. Let me just speak into your spirit. We need to get this into spirit. It is finished. He has been hurled down. He knows that he just hopes we'd never know it. He hopes the church doesn't wake up to our legal position in Christ. Seated with Christ in heavenly places, Ephesians 2, 6. Luke 10, 9, and I've given you authority over all the enemy's powers. He is the accuser. He speaks and too many times, by default, we come into agreement with what he says because it's packaged around facts and feelings. And it says here, he has been hurled down. And they who, the brothers and sisters, you and I today, listen, they triumphed over him, the accuser. How? By the blood of the Lamb. How many people think that's powerful? Come on, what God has done with Jesus Christ, it is finished. Is it powerful? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, but it doesn't stop then because the blood of the Lamb is available and powerful for every single person breathing. But it says the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, what comes out of their mouth, what they come into agreement with. And men and women, I want to charge us as Activate Church. Can we be people that live lives that come into agreement with what God has said? Because God has spoken some big things over your life. Individually and corporately, he's spoken some big things. And if we're not careful, we will listen to the many voices that say why we cannot do what God has said, rather than the fact that the God who spoke to Mary through an angel about giving birth to the Son of God is the same God that can speak large things over your life, spacious places over your life. But what will you come into agreement with? Your future is connected to what you come into agreement with today. It's not based on what happened yesterday. Please listen to me. Uh-uh. I feel God's heart that just is speaking, I know, directly because the enemy comes. How loud is the enemy's voice in your mind sometimes? The, the, the feelings that go on? They're controlling, they're compelling, they're, they're, they're crippling, are they not? 
So I need to speak directly. I wish I could eyeball every single one of you and speak into your spirit and say, you have a choice. Who will you come into agreement with? This morning, I made a choice. Yesterday, I made a choice. Do I always make the right choice? No. But even in that moment, what will I come in agreement with? When I do the wrong thing, then I have a choice. Will I live under accusation, condemnation, guilt of the enemy? He's the accuser, the accuser. Or the Bible says, he who the Son says free is free. Indeed, if you confess your sins, I'm faithful, I'm just, I'll forgive you, I'll cleanse you from all sin and all unrighteousness. I'll remove your sins as far as from the east and to the west, and I will remember them no more. You are blameless, and I have a choice. Will I live condemned or will I live free? And it's not comes down to easy. It comes down to who we can come into agreement with. In your life, your future is linked to who you come into agreement with today. I said it before, but I want to say it again. You, you will not understand everything that God says. Anyone live long enough to say amen to that? You will not work it all out. Amen? You will not, it will not always make sense. I need speaking to someone right now. Some of us want some answers before we move forward. We want to understand some things before we move forward. And we almost think that we would honor God by doing that because then we're not just blindly following. But can I speak a word of release to you and even caution to you? The things of God will never be fully understood by natural minds. And that's God's plan because he wants it to be a step of faith. Will you trust me when you do not understand? Don't allow the gift of God, which is your mind, to become the stumbling block for knowing the God who gave you the gift of a mind. God wants some of us to step beyond what we can understand today. And he says, will you anchor yourself to and come into agreement with what God has said. Could you come back, brother? Thank you so much. I was reading Pastor Brian Houston's book from Hillsong, Live, Love, Lead. It's a great book, a very good book, just word, 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 Christ, Christ is wonderful. But he, I read a sentence in there, and as soon as I read it, totally unrelated, this was a while ago, Holy Spirit said, this is for the people in Activate Church on Sunday morning. And it was this, regardless of where you may be in your life right now, God has brought you to this moment for His purpose. I wonder if we could just maybe close our eyes in this last couple of minutes. And I, let me just speak into you. Regardless of where you are at life right now, God has brought you here in this moment for His purpose. And in your life, what will you come into agreement with? I want to empower you today because some of you are feeling and even saying aside, yeah, I can't because, and I want to love you enough to tell you that is a lie from the enemy who is called a deceiver. A deception is believing the truth as if it, uh, sorry, a lie as if it were the truth. He's very convincing. But the Bible says that we're more than conquerors, that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength 
And God will always lead you into the best places. So in life, in your marriage, personally, in your family, in your health, in your finances, in your future, in your call, in your gifts, what and who will you come into agreement with corporately in your mission, in your vision, in your bold and courageous steps of faith when there's obstacles, when things are not going well corporately and as a church? Who and what will you come into agreement with? With that doctor's report, what will you come into agreement with? With how you are feeling, what will you come into agreement with? When you stumble and fall, what will you come into agreement with? When there's setbacks or delays, what will you come into agreement with? When your reality and God's Word contradict each other, what will you come into agreement with? In that broken or damaged relationship, what will you come into agreement with? With the prophetic declarations that God has made over your life and over this church, what will you come into agreement with. I felt the Holy Spirit say that some people need to change their allegiance today. Their allegiance, what they come into agreement with and almost surrender their lives to. There's a war that is going on in some of your spirits right now and this is highly prophetic because that is God... Prophetic is just what does God need to say right now to an individual. And some of us, I, I see a glimpse of the, the future over your life. So I see the, the light of God shining. I see the freedom and joy. And you say that will never happen. My question to you right now is who will you come into agreement with? Because that will never happen is not God's intention. It's either our own feelings as the enemy, as a voice external that has spoken into your life. Please, oh please, oh please, don't live the rest of your life in agreement with a voice other than God Himself. In your life right now, I wonder if you would be bold enough over this coming week to step back and ask this question. What does God say about this? When your feelings come in and scream at you, in a way that brings condemnation and guilt, would you be bold enough and courageous enough to step back and say, I refuse to be a victim anymore and to live ruled by the feelings that come as a result of the reality of what's taken place and these fiery darts of the enemy. My God who started a good work will bring it to completion. Will I come into agreement with that? Some of us need to realign with God's Word today. What God said is the truth. And I just want to pray for you as I close here today. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I wonder if you'd stand with me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I want to just simply pray. And if you just need God to touch you, reach out your hands. We're finishing now. Lord, your spirit seal this word Lord I know it's a challenging word and even it could be interpreted as confronting but Lord would you bring just such a revelation that is not God that enslaves it's the enemy 
It's not God that robs us the enemy. He comes to give life. The Lord Jesus Christ comes to give life. And Galatians 6, uh, 5, 1 says, It is for freedom that Christ set you free, but you need to stand firm, guard your heart, guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Otherwise, you'll return and be entangled again by the yoke of slavery. Who will you come into agreement with? And we declare together, Lord, we will come into agreement with what you say. Maybe you need to verbalize that right now. Maybe you need to verbalize that out of your mouth. God, I come into agreement with what you say. Lord, when my feelings scream, I will come into agreement with what you say. When it looks like the door is closed, in fact, the dream is buried, I will come into agreement with what you say. When the finances are drying up and the doctor's report says it is terminal or it is long term, I will come into agreement with what you say and I will stand and keep on standing by the grace of God. Lord, I commit these people to you and pray a blessing over them in Jesus' name. Oh, as I hand back to Pastor Sheridan, I just want to encourage you all here today. There's some uh, resources out there, but I just want to highlight one because I haven't brought it before. It's called Bulletproof Your Marriage by my mum, Margaret McCracken. They've been married... Um, uh, 47 years and they're just she's really honest in here my marriage is awesome I'm coming up 22 years married and it's incredible but it wasn't always that way and mum says that when she started marriage she was dad was Irish she was normal and it was so bad that she said God if you don't show up six weeks into the marriage uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I believe that you've actually got a plan for marriage. And if you've got a plan, I need to know it because I'm not going to endure the rest of my life in a marriage that's like this. And she said to dad, are you with me? He says, yes. And so they learned some things. And this is an easy read, but it is powerful. If you've got a great marriage, it can get better. If you've got a terrible marriage, it can get better. If you're not married and you want to learn some stuff, prevention's better than cure. And I beg every married couple get this and husbands how about you do your wife's a favor and you buy it rather than your wives buy it and tell you the dot points let's invest in our marriages god bless you thank you steve great word eh great one of the um lessons i learned a long time ago which i've always been, you know, sit down just for a moment if you like, I've always been mindful to, to carry is that when there is a prophet in your midst, listen to all the words he says, not just when, or she says, not just when they say, I'm being prophetic now. And you need to take everything that was said this morning and say, God, what are you saying to us? What are you saying to your church this morning? I encourage you. Well, as we finish, we're going to receive an offering to bless Steve. He uh, is a faith-based ministry. And um, we want to bless him. I'm working him hard. He sent out a newsletter a couple of weeks ago. He said, please pray for me. I'm in this church preaching. I'm in that church preaching. Then I'm in Activate Churches. I've got 15 meetings in five days. I thought he's exaggerating until I counted them. He wasn't. So he's going to work hard while he's here. So we need to bless him. Well, we don't need to. We want to bless him. He's going to bless us. And um, so if we could receive an offering for Steve would be wonderful. While that's happening... Let me remind you of a couple of things. 
If you weren't here on Tuesday night at the information night, you probably don't know that as of March, we're starting a Wednesday night gathering. It looks like it'll be 7pm at this stage. And um, that is primarily for people who can't get here on a Sunday because of work commitments or whatever the case may be. We wanted to um, create another another opportunity for you because I believe that we need to push back on this consumer church thing and turn up when we can and we actually need to make a commitment to connect with our spiritual family twice a week and so I'm doing what we can to take the obstacles out of the way so that you can connect twice a week whether that's a group or a gathering like this whatever have a think about it Um, if you want to really feel like you belong and journey with a group of people into the will of God, you know, once every two or three weeks, we just can't, we just can't do that. And um, so we need to create culture rather than reacting to culture. Don't forget to sign up for Girls' Day Out, ladies. It'll be fantastic. I've got this little list of things here. It's like there's too many words. Parents, your take-home question for today Who's your favourite Bible character and why? That's what your kids are going to come out with. So have the conversation over lunch, have it over dinner, have it around the table this week. Who is your favourite Bible character and why? Let me pray. Father, I thank you that you've spoken to us today. We receive your word. Father, help us chew it over and let um, us have the courage to plant it or allow it to be planted in our hearts and our minds and our spirits so that in due course it will produce the fruit that you've foreseen. Father, I thank you that you've taken the time to speak to us today. We want to honour you this morning. I ask that your peace would rest on every person as we go into our week, that there would be an awareness that the God of peace goes with us and that wherever we are and whatever we're doing, help us be like Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. As you leave, there's giving stations on your left, on both doors. Please be purposed in your giving. We can only do what we do because of your generosity and you you being purposed. So please do that. Have a great day.